0: Love, talk, radio. are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil morning show with your host Nadia Khalil good morning everybody and Merry Christmas it is here we talked about it all month it's a very loaded holiday and I just had to do why is Christmas not only for Christians And it was something when I saw Christ, I mean, I'm going to say probably in the first year, that I started to talk about, well, wait a minute. I always loved this time of year, even though my family was Muslim, didn't put up a tree, but just being born into a world where there's one day, whether it was commercialized or not, whether it was your religion or not, were nicer, that they all worked towards, whether they started in August shopping slowly till Christmas, or they started a week before or the night before. It was something we all understood as being a happy time. Even though, if you talk to anyone in law enforcement or you talk to anyone in hospitals, they will tell you that there's a lot going on. There's an undercurrent of loneliness and sadness, and Christmas time kind of exasperates that and puts it out into the open. But for the most part, and this is really interesting because we never had a tree. As a kid, Santa didn't come to my house. I still believed in Santa. I just thought he didn't come to my house because we didn't put up a tree. But I still would get excited for the um, secret Santa we would do, there was a name for it. It wasn't grab bag, or maybe it was. um, When we were kids and I remember the day we were supposed to do it, which was my favorite day of the year. And we had a snowstorm And we didn't have grab bag or the Christmas party. And then we never made it up. And I never forgot it. Because that was, I was like a a little, (laughs) I don't want to say a troublemaker, but I used to laugh a lot in class. And I used to get in trouble for laughing at that age. So it was nice that we were going to actually be able to have a party and we never did. But almost synonyms. Past buying, which people are doing less of, if you ask people this year. Um, It's not like it used to be. We have evolved around Christmas in time. It used to be only religious. Gifts used to only be for kids. Then we started gifting adults. Then kids started gifting parents. And then it just turned into this whole big world through commercials and through everything else that goes with it. And then you have the different religions and different sects and one of them was Roy Haggerty who wrote on my page Christmas is a commercial holiday celebrating the birth of Christ is different I really wish we could call it something else and ditch the commercialism that goes with Christmas there's a lot of people that feel that way Christopher Sedray writes the view that Christians is only for or Christmas is only for Christians is false what is religion can religion be defined religion is available in different forms so now we're doing the religious hit." There are many, many hits towards religion. There are many, many hits towards commercialism. But at the end of the day, uh, somehow, if there are people to do this with, make plans to be with others on Christmas. Whether it's to have a meal, to share, to call, to reach out, to think. Whatever it is we are looking for in life. Christmas starts the beginning of us thinking of that new year because we have time off generally as a whole. But Christmas is morphing from, you know, one way to another to another. As we evolve, Christmas evolves. Because if you live anywhere in our world that celebrates the holiday. We, if you go to church, I think Easter is the number one church-going day where it just breaks numbers. I think Christmas may be second. But it's not to put religion on the side, because religion is something, it's a way of to live every single day by whatever that religion proposes. And that's a simple thing to say. But if you've ever had a young child and you see what their face looks like on Christmas morning even if it's just cookies and milk we're making Swedish pancakes you know because it's Christmas morning but we're all home business is for sure shut down but there's more to it than that even though it doesn't touch a particular religion Even though there's people who say we don't celebrate it, it's just a normal day. Even if we say we don't believe in God. Just the thought of wondering, just wondering what happened. Thought of wondering, is there God? Is there Christ? What really happened on this day? Well, it was the winter solstice, but we don't even know for sure when Christ was born. We don't know many, many things, but we chose this day because it was a day where the winter solstice was taking place or around that time. It was one of the accounts I read. Another one was that Pagan started it and another one, you know, and all these different stories, but we start to ask questions of ourselves, of what we believe, of why we believe it, of how we believe it. I've I, In the chat, it says, let me tell you my Christmas story. I'll warn you now, it's kind of sad. It will either break your heart into or make you scratch your head. A few years back, Santa came to our house. He must have been tired because he laid down on, the, on our couch. Suddenly, he jumped up and checked his reindeer and then flew off into the night. Ever since then, Santa didn't come to our house. Instead, he leaves our present outside in the cold and ice. You see, we were the family that gave Santa and his reindeer life. Ha, ha, ha. That's cute. But it is cute. And people that we don't see in our families show up at this time. And we get a chance to renew who we are through them. We push against family sometimes in a good way, where we want to achieve goals, where when we see them, we want to say, hey, we've done this, done that. But there's the energy in the air has more hope in it on this day than almost any other day of the year. Even when we're lonely, we think next Christmas, even when we have nowhere to go, we may find someone to help. I used to, now everybody's kind of partnered off, but when I was younger I would have everyone over who had nowhere to go. I would just have them over to you know a lot of people and every year the amount of people grew. And I thought, wow, you know, people in California, a lot of them move here and their families don't live here. But there's there's that feeling like we all have a place and somebody notices somebody finds us so I asked Christ early on well what's the big deal if your birthday if that's not your birthday and you know we have to buy presents for everyone because I used to think of it as a have to and it puts a lot of pressure on us why is it a big deal And really, it's a day to remember love, whether it's through presents, baking, dinners, questioning our backgrounds, questioning why we have backgrounds. It's just a day of love, tension to love in this day. So is Christmas worth it? Yeah. Can you have fun with it? Why not? Why be grumpy? Why be upset? And, you know, just doing a show on today, all I wanted to talk about was love. And Christmas, that's the excuse. I had no topic I wanted to put on today. I had nothing other than sharing love with you guys because that's what we do every day of the year through one way or another, through one topic, through questions, through dreams, whatever it is we are doing, it goes back to how it strengthens love in us. Because the stronger the love we have in ourselves, the more willing we are to know who we are. And the more willing we are to really take a look at, hey, you know what? I'm not married because I really don't want to be. Not because nobody loves me, but I really don't want to be, enough to not get out of my comfort zone. Or I'm married and have five kids because I really wanted this, even though it stressed me financially, even though I don't sleep until 2 o'clock in the morning, even though, but just taking a look at an assessment of, taking away blame and acknowledging who we are and the decisions we have made. The one I get the most at this time of year is, I'm not dating anybody. I want to be married. I want to have a partner, someone. I'm very lonely. And when I hear that and I, I this cautiously, but I say, you're not lonely enough. The fear of getting there is something you don't want to take on in some capacity. Whether you don't have time for real, whether you work a lot, have whatever it is that's stopping you, you don't want it enough Yet, A lot of times when we are lonely and we want a partner, we think that it's going to happen in a magical way one day and we wait for that day. But there's a lot of things you can do between that magical feeling and that day. If you have a job that you complain about, a lot, or you want to go off and start your own business and you don't know how, and you haven't researched, or you haven't tried to network, you haven't talked to people. As to you know, wow, I would really love to be doing this. You know, anyone who's doing it, you haven't googled, maybe someone's in your area, maybe there's a mentor. Look for what you need. If there's any message this year, Christ's message for the new year is progression. We are progressing. And, and Christ doesn't say things lightly. All I see are horses galloping in my head, like, boom, man, we're just going forward. Because we have evolved enough to take on new thought, new ways, new avenues. We've We've evolved enough to go back to the fork in the road and repave it with love. There are enough avenues in life right now for us to do that. 17 years ago, when I saw Christ, and Christ told me about going back to the fork in the road and repaving it with love, I'm like, you can't do that in this world. People will laugh at you. They'll think you're crazy. What are you talking about love? You can't tell people, love people who say, well, that and that quarter is going to take care of my bills. There's no way. And then I had to do it and not be able to take care of my bills. It's crazy. I see on the chat, it said, last night, the woman I was dating for over a year introduced me to the new, boy, to the new improved boyfriend. By the way, I'm invited to come to dinner with them by, oh, that's interesting. How, how do you do that? That's interesting, but we, we have to think about the assessments we make, but the one thing I really want to talk about is you being fair. Be fair to yourself. Be fair to yourself. Down in your thought, like, wow, I hate my job, and I haven't left it, and I don't know what to do. Say, wow, I haven't left my job for all this time because I wasn't ready, but I'm ready now. I'm ready now. And what I want to say when you say, so today I'm starting a fresh life, I have to tell you another thing Christ said. If a relationship isn't right for one of the two people, of the two souls is how he put it, then it is not right for yours either. And if somebody leaves you, it is a fresh life, not because they're bad or we have to bring them down times we evolve out of, we evolve out of relationships, we evolve out of jobs, we are here to evolve. We're not here to wake up and do the same thing every single day. We are here to evolve, and right now we have evolved to a point where we are growing forward. And us growing forward is an acceptance of who we are. And it's not God who's taking people out of your life and putting them in because God does not interfere with our free will. But the challenges we chose are challenges. They are going to make us think. They are going to make us feel a little stressed. They are going to push us and pull us to make the best decisions we can. And the issues we had in the past where the decisions we made were for other people, not for ourselves. And when we make decisions for other people, and we don't include ourselves, we feel alone, not because of the other people, but because of the decisions we made that excluded us from our own life. Well, I did this for them, and I did that for them, and I did, I did, I did. And now I'm empty. Now I don't have anything. But the truth is, I made a choice to invest fully. I made a choice to share everything I had or to give away everything I had. And I have to say that to myself after my marriage. I knew that something was off. My brain wanted to fix it because that would prove I'm good and my intentions were good and I was strong and I wasn't a victim and I was this and I was that and I was going for it. And what happened to me over time was that I stopped talking believe that I tried to fix that, but I have two children, and I loved him I loved him, and I used to think that love meant You sacrificed yourself to the core, and you just never give up. You never leave, no matter what they do, no matter what they say. You stick it out. And I did, until I fell apart, until I stopped eating or talking. Because I had nothing else I can control but myself. And that was 21 years ago. Imagine if I stayed. I would still be there, broken. My kids would have learned to be broken. Everyone around me would probably feel sorry for me if I was still alive by now. Because I didn't want to even eat. I was so sad. But instead, I took him up on his offer to break up. It was scary as heck. I had no idea what the next day would bring. I had nothing. I had nothing. I woke up with $5 cash in my purse. And I made it. And the stories of making it are exhilarating. They're not pretty, but they're so cool. And I feel proud of life that I made a choice to participate in life. And when you say participate in life, it's because life is happening. Whatever you're looking for is there. If you look for it, you will find it. If you don't look for it, if you don't know it's there, you will not find it. But when Christ used to say, and it used to sound very cliche, it's, every day is a new day. Every day is a new day. Today doesn't know what happened yesterday, and it doesn't know what will happen tomorrow. All it knows is that if you're present today, if you are standing tall in who you are, no matter what comes your way, take the worst thing that could happen or the best thing that could happen and learn to accept it. Because we were taught that if we're way too happy We should feel bad about that. We should feel guilty because there's people suffering in the world. Well, be happy, happy enough, people that are suffering in the world instead of feeling guilty that they exist. We are taught guilt. We are taught fear. We are taught control. We are taught sadness. We are taught not to accept our best parts. And at the same time, we're told to be our best and to overcome what people say, but yet we don't know what to do once we get what we want because we are not taught to get what we want. We are taught it is a fluke as opposed to a personal achievement that we can all find in life. The reason I did my show every single day for five days a week, okay, so we got two days off, Saturdays and Sundays, was because Christ talks to me every day. He doesn't only talk to me on Sunday or Saturday or Monday. He talks to me every day. And I only did the show a half an hour because that's enough. 15 minutes is too short. An hour is too long, but a half an hour. Why not? Why not diffuse an argument? Why not take the higher road? What does that even look like? And all of those new normals over the years. In in March it'll be 5 year or yeah, 5 years. Because that's how Christ teaches. Told me because that Then I had a whole different view of religion when I first saw him. But he said, when you're on your way going to church, and I didn't go to church then because I wasn't Christian, so there wasn't, you know, unless I was invited to go, you know, to a wedding or a funeral, I, I usually wasn't in a church. But he said, while you're getting dressed to go to church, to feel and see and hear about God, God is watching you you're with God all the time. God isn't scary or far away and you don't need anyone to take you to him. You already know and your book, your books that are going to come from you. What if someone can't read? Will they not know God? They'll still know God. They think of him differently like there's a God of brain or a God of food or a God of something. They might have different ways of describing him because they're illiterate or they're in places that, you know, they survive off the earth in a different way than you do. Hey, your way is better. All the different realities we talk about, all the different paradigms we talk about, they exist on earth. You go some places, people are living only off the land. They're still like these ancient tribes that exist. There's one that if anybody from the outside comes to that island, they kill them. They may have a good reason for doing it. They may not look at it in the same ways we look at it, but they don't want anyone. And they don't know why. They don't read the newspapers and see the news and figure out why. They still live with bows and arrows. They exist today. They just killed a missionary that went there to teach them about Christ. He believed he needed to be there. He knew the risks. People took him there on a boat and left. And for sure they killed him. No one has survived that island. They're even scared to go retrieve his body because they'll probably kill the people who try to retrieve the body. But the kid did videos and said if I lose my life there, I. I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. We have a bunch of different realities. I remember when I went to Palestine slash Israel, and I saw how people were living, and I I felt guilty. I felt bad that I came here and I had a washer and dryer. I had running water. I could walk into a store and actually buy food. But then Christ said to me, how do you know if they want to? How do you think they would feel with all the noise that goes on where you live? They have a different kind of peace. It may not be the peace you think they should have, but they have a different kind of peace. So I learned not to think what's better for anybody. I learned to meet people where they are instead of where I think they should be or need to be or what things they had to have in place to be happy. Happiness is when your heart feels whole, no matter what country it's in, no matter what language it speaks, no matter what level of intellect you have from God. There's nothing but trust that you will make it through life because you're already here and you are going to make it. One way or another, you're going to make it. And the decisions of how you make it are in your hands. And Christmas is one of those days where we actually reach out and we interact and businesses really are closed and I thought it was a riot because I, at first, didn't even know anybody was open. But is Chinese restaurants and movie theaters. Chinese restaurants. Not any restaurant. Chinese mm-hmm. restaurants. Because they, as a whole, don't celebrate Christmas. At least not that way. But they celebrate in another way. They open. And because they're the only places open, everybody goes. Everybody goes. And they have Chinese food and movie theaters. Stay open for people who are alone and want to do something on Christmas. I had no idea there was that undercurrent in life, but it is Chinese restaurants and movie theaters. So if you're alone today and you don't know what to do, that might be the plan. It's so cool that life just finds these ways. There's a way for everything. So today... Whatever it is you don't have, whatever it is you think you need, find a way to it. The ways already exist. You just have to know that that's what you want to look for. Give yourself the opportunity to have an opportunity. Just give yourself an opportunity to have an opportunity. Merry Christmas, you guys. Thank you for being here. I love you. Have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.